Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool Dun -da -da -dun! Dun -da -da -dun -dun -dun! What could it be? What could it be? It's it's not the final show of the regular season anymore. That's the trumpets of glory right there. Trumpets of glory. You want to know why, Todd? Um, sun's out. We the, haven't had sun in like three years, it feels like. I'd say sun's out, gun's out, but neither of us have any guns to you know release from their sleeves. No, we don't. No, we don't. You know what we do have? We do have some section predictions for everybody. Oh, yes. We are going to pick... The final matchups for all 16 girls high school hockey sections. And then next week we will make our picks for section champions. But you're going to have to mm -hmm. wait yes. until the end of the show. Okay. You're going to have to listen for the entire thing. And no, we're not going to timestamp it to make it easier for oh, you. Oh, heavens no. By the way, I'm Peter. Welcome to Her Ice. I believe this is episode 10 of season two. It is. I'm here with my partner in business. I can't think, I can't, last time I said partner in life. Oh, yeah, that's true. I was afraid of the partner in crime because I'm like, I really have a clean record. I don't think we've ever committed a crime together. No, I think we've tried to. I've, I've stayed underneath the speed limit um, barrier, and I think I'm pretty good there. So. I haven't done that, but hello, Todd. How are you? I'm doing well. Hey, thanks for uh, having me come aboard your uh, uh, glorious trumpet vacation that's going to come about. Want to see me do it again? Uh, hold that thought. <laughs> Let's make sure we plug our sponsor because, uh, folks, you're going to want to sit back and enjoy this ride. We're going to be here a little yeah. bit, but it's going to be a special one because we're going to talk in sections, which is very exciting, even though there's a few games uh, going on tonight. Uh, a couple of quarterfinals. Some quarterfinals, some extra regular season are finally things up. You might hear a cough here and there, but hopefully we'll keep it together. But most importantly, um, uh, we are uh, Her Ice, and if you have, this is the first time you've uh, joined us, uh, what we are is a podcast that likes to talk about uh, Minnesota girls high school hockey. We chat about players, games, hot topics, anything related to the coolest game on ice. And today we are broadcasting live from sunny Studio 1A at the YHH home office in lovely Bloomington, Minnesota. Lovely. This week's sponsor is Bernatello Foods, especially, Woo! we're talking about lots of matzo pizza, which... They are some pizzas, so if you folks are in a mood, you're going to be here for a little bit. You might want to throw, they'll preheat the oven because we got some time. Uh, throw something in to get you through that snack moment. And at Bernatello's, they're dedicated to the marketing and the manufacturing of innovative quality pizza. Not just any pizza. This pizza has how much cheese on it, Peter? A half freaking pound. That's a lot of cheese, and that's not just any kind of cheese. That is Wisconsin-made cheese, some of the best you're going to come around. Not much comes Good from Wisconsin? No, virtually nothing. But just their dairy products and especially their cheese. So they are definitely. So make sure when you're at that local uh, convenience store, Cub Foods, grocery store, wherever you're at, make sure that you pop in and look for that brew pub, lots of matzo pizza, and satisfy yourself and your family. You will be loved forever. Forever. Ever or at least until the end of the night. Yeah. So uh, until we get to that point, let's talk a little uh, hockey. First of all, we'd like to rewind a little bit and talk about our top 10 uh, picks uh, as Peter is diligently always put together the top 10, he has put together the final top 10 of the season, regular season, which is now officially over, except for a few teams. But, Peter, let's wrap through uh, your top 10 as of last week on Monday the 3rd, which was yesterday. We're a day early on our, our podcast. We are. Uh, so let's talk about those double A's. Was there any much changes? I, I, you know, I always look at this a little bit ahead of time, and there's a few teams that, that uh, vaulted and moved on a little bit. Let's go through those. Um, the, uh, the class two, a rankings don't have a ton of changes. Honestly, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to move Andover out of the number two spot because of a one, nothing loss to an unranked, but still talented Hill Murray team. It's just not enough at this point of the season for me to bump them out of the number two spot. Correct. So we did something a little different on Sunday night instead of, I mean, I did the research, but. Everybody wants to know what the record is and what seed a team is going to get in sections. So Oops. I figured I would cut out the paragraphs for each team and just throw in what they were seeded as. Um, cut to the chase. Cut cut right to the chase. Right to the chase. So I guess the biggest shift would be Stillwater bumping up mm -hmm. to number seven after a big 5 nothing win 
over Forest Lake, their second win over the Rangers. The Ponies take home the Suburban East Conference title and go 19-5-1 under first-year head coach Mira Yaluso. Stick tap to the Ponies. I still kind of I laugh every time that we say that inside my little head going, first-year head, head coach, even though she is a – We've seen her for now a couple of years, and we know that she's a good coach. Mind you, she's been with youth the whole time. Certainly. But when you say first-year coach, I go, come on, Mira. She's been around a long time. She's she a, has. But she's I, got such a hockey mind and such a drive that when you say first-year, I just think of this little rookie just out of college, played a little bit, played in college. But she is a she has the mind of a veteran when it comes to leadership in that coaching. Your thoughts? Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. I think that saying first-year head coach is more of a – an acknowledgement of what they've accomplished in yes. just one year together, because especially in high school, the bond between the head coach and the team, as the head coach goes, so goes the team a lot of the time. So when you see a coach leave a program, it might take an adjustment period, but it looks like the ponies have adjusted just fine. Doesn't help when uh, Josie St. Martin has joined the club as an under, underclassman. 35 points on the season or <sighs> Something close to that. As a middle schooler. As a middle schooler. Yes. No change in Class A. Everybody remains the same. Same kind of deal with Andover. Um, just nothing at this point of the season could really justify moving a team out of the top five. I think the top five stands as it is. Proctor Hermantown will take the number two seed in Section 7A, uh, right behind Cloquet Esco Carlton. Funnily enough, Proctor Hermantown ranked number three, Cloquet ranked number four. So the rankings and the section seedings are flipped, but I stand behind my Mirage. I think so. Um, yeah, my, my brain just went through a, a dream uh, stop there. Um, let's let's move on forward to something that actually can concrete hold on to, not just my dreams, which takes me back to high school and our theme of our prom, which was heart, these dreams. Uh, third, we had some games last week. They were kind of some big games as we were prepping – uh, up for the section matchups, which uh, most of them are going to – the big ones are going to start on Friday. But as Peter alluded to, there's a few that are starting tonight. Uh, but let's, let's hit a couple big games of some big um, teams that had some uh, classic battles, as, as you would. And uh, one of the first ones we're going to talk about quick is um, on Thursday night we had two tilts. As And if you remember from last week, uh, me and Peter had six big games. And so these six games, we're going to either going to rip through a little bit or we might have a little bit of a review as uh, Peter was uh, one of the chief uh, reporters for YHH at two of the six games. <laughs> and one of them actually is going to be that EP uh, Benilde St. Margaret game, which was at Eden Prairie, but uh, the home team obviously prevailed. And that one is a 4-1 victory. Peter, what exactly was going down with the EP victory over the Red Knights? Um, interestingly... Enough on paper, these teams look very similar. Um, they want to keep the score low. They want to rely on good goaltending. Uh, Molly Gergen, I think it's Gergen, has played exceptionally well for Eden Prairie this season. Both of these teams can skate with speed and balance. They've got three lines that can roll. The difference is that Eden Prairie has a Sydney Langseth, and they have a top line that can score. Um, pretty much every other shift. So EP takes a 4-1 win over Benilde. Close for a little while, and then it wasn't. The EP's top line just kept buzzing, kept buzzing. I think they combined for all four goals. It was either three of the four or all four goals in the win. Uh, let me quick my nats here. I have uh, Sid the Kid, or she liked to call her said Squid as a new S nickname we're going to call her. Is it really? Yeah, really. We talked Squid. to her. Squid? Yep. She, she had a goal and assist, and then uh, Grace Kippers had an assistant. Uh, sorry, she had a goal and two assists. So just them alone had uh, two of the goals and three of the assists. So that's what I have on my, my quick notes here. Gotcha. Uh, another quick game we're going to buzz roll. And, and, again, we've got seven to talk to. We're not going to go through all of them because we want to put a lot of emphasis on uh, some senior goalie chat, also some section talk. Is Another big game that we talked about last week was Proctor Hermantown uh, uh, hosting the Blaine Bengals, and that went to the hometown. Uh, that was an overtime. That was a classic winner. Uh, Michaela Finney with the game winner. Uh, about halfway into overtime as uh, the Railhawks uh, prevailed in a 2-1 victory over Blaine. And I got that one wrong. You did get that one wrong. Uh, we want to make sure you give some kudos because uh, Blaine goalie Haley Hansen had a huge game. She had 43 shots on net. She saved 42, 41 of them, and unfortunately one was the overtime uh, winner. But still, 41 saves, a heck of a game, especially on the road, long trip for Blaine. So uh, that's, And that's still a good, a good loss, if I can say that, for Blaine as they come into the sections, and they are the two-seed in 5AA. So uh, 
shouldn't slouch your shoulders on that one. So definitely still a good one. Uh, another big game that was going on, on now the Friday night had some dandies. I, I, Minnesota State High School League said, hey, let's just put all these monster games on Friday night so you got nothing to do. Watch this stuff either on Twitter or attend them. And unfortunately, I wasn't able to attend all of them, but Peter went to one of them. We'll get to his <laughs> in a moment. But let's uh, kind of go through the uh, a quick recap of each one. Uh, Rozo with a big 3-2 overtime win over uh, Brainerd Little Falls. Uh, Annika Stoskoff had the overtime winner for the Rams. Uh, that's a big one, too, for Rozo. Even though they have not come out with their sections, but we're probably Should guessing. lock up the number one Should lock up the Rozo. number one for the Rams. Yeah, not, Should. Not a surprise there. I just hit refresh on the State High School website. Again, it's still not So refreshing. We're probably seeing that one, too, as Brainerd Little Falls will probably be the two seeds, so you're probably going to see those two are probably going to be uh, in the section final, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, another big tilt was going on was Wyzetta hosting uh, Breck, and they uh, won in a 4-3 victory. Uh, the biggest player that I, I thought, as I always have low notes as the games goes on, is, is Sophia Urban, who is a uh, uh, Quinnipiac uh, commit. She's a senior. Uh, she had three assists in the game to help Wyzetta get by um, number one overall Breck uh, in single A. So that was a good win for Wyzetta as they're going, f- you know, they always play that tough late conference. They also have a tough non-conference season that they've played, so that's definitely a good win for them. They finished off the year with a, a close loss to Eden Prairie, but they picked up wins over Northright County, Minnetonka, and Breck over the past uh, couple of weeks. It's a nice way to end the regular season for the Trojans. Great way, you know, and, and unfortunately they are in a very tough section. We'll get to that. Very tough. Super tough. So uh, another big classic, which this could be down the road. Uh, could be seeing them at the X is going to be Andover with that. Uh, they they uh, beat Blake in a 3-2 game. Uh, Peyton Hemp had the game winner in that one. That was up in Andover. Another good game for Andover, and again it was Blake and um, – the classic battle between those two, so they're definitely going to be seeing each other. Obviously, Andover is the number one seed in the, in the 7AA. Again, 7AA, why Andover's in that one is beyond me. And then, of course, Blake is uh, the number two seed in the 6AA, so that's uh, they locked those positions up specifically. Uh, this game was another big one, and Peter was actually on site with this one. I was as, there. As the Hornets traveled to the Crimson and Maple Grove Community Center. What was the final of that one, Peter? Five. To one, Edina, which I think uh, is not indicative of how close the game actually was. The score was two to one in the third period. Crimson came within one. They just couldn't hang on to the Hornets any longer. I will say that I think Maple Grove had the perfect game plan for taking on Edina. They were physical. They didn't let the Hornets get too much going in transition for the first half of the game. But eventually, if you can roll three uh, three lines and three sets of defenders, and there's a Division One caliber player on in each group, or two, or three, or four in some cases, eventually Edina can wear you down, but I thought Maple Grove played pretty well. They might have gotten away with a couple of checks, uh, maybe a couple of cross-checks in particular, but (laughs) uh, good strategy for Maple Grove, just not enough scoring punch to hang around with Edina. But that gets them ready for the section, you know, uh, as they reach in there. And, and Edina, I think they've kind of been – they've not had a really busy schedule um, as of late. Uh, we were actually talking to uh, Uma yesterday in, a, in an interview. Mm, uh, and, were we? Well, I was. I was. Well, we were just kind of talking about, you know – A little section uh, prep. A little section prep, yep, a little section prep. And uh, she was mentioning that um, – you know, it's they're going to have a, a tough week of practices here as they get ready for the sections. And so uh, in that perspective, you know, and they've had a couple games here and there. And, you know, some – it's weird how the schedule goes where sometimes you've got, you know, three games a week. you get got a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and then sometimes the next week you've got one game. Um, so I think their schedule has been kind of back and forth. So sometimes we've seen them play and sometimes we haven't. So I, what I'm trying to say with that one is, is sometimes when you have a lack of game after game after game, sometimes you're wondering if they're going to be up for that big game. It gets harder to get a read on it. It does, you know, because if you're like, hey, we have a game, you know, at the same time, the kids all want to do, they want to play, 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 play. But at the same time, when you're playing those big, uh, big matchups like they did against Maple Grove or they're playing against, you know, Andover, for example, that's not something you're like, hey, let's have a game on a Tuesday and then let's play. We're ready to go on Thursday. Right. You really need to have the body recoup after that. So. As much as we want them to go every other night, they really the body needs to really recover and, and have some uh, have some time to recoup the body, and they have some just light practices and light skates to get the get the energy back in their system. So that's probably why six of the eight sections are all going to be played on the same day. Oh, I know we talked about we yeah. So over a ten day night. span, 
that will play three games in a 10-day span. And what, what was the number? We had like four or five had their section final all on one night. It was two, four, five, six. Two, four, five, six. There's another one in there somewhere. I can't oh. remember, but it's one of the it's one of those editorial and scheduling headaches where you're trying to find photographers and trying to find people to go to places. Two, four, five, six, and eight are all Got playing it. their championship games on the 14th, all at 7 p.m. Well, cancel holy, your Valentine's dates. Holy! Everyone. Don't give anyway. All right, so um, before I babble on to our next topic, <laughs> let's get one more game, which is one of our bigger games that actually occurred last night, which is kind of fun. Was Rosal winning a big, 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 big game? Of course, when you go on entertaining game, entertaining too. game. Yeah, that was the biggest thing. As I, uh, you know, living down here in the city, I have a chance to watch this game. But as I was looking through Twitter and looking through the score, the scorebook a little bit today, holy cow, what a ball game! Um, Ro- uh, Rosal goes to the Gardens and wins in a nine-six victory. Six um, goals in the third period. Huge, huge, and I think the biggest piece of pull from that one, and that's why I want to bring it up a little bit. Um, we did choose uh, Kayla Santel as our our number one star of the night with her two goals and three assists of the night. Um, also, want to give some love out to Stoskov, who had two goals and two assists. But you know, Warhol scored the first goal. Rosal came back with Annika scoring two goals, made it two-one after the first period. Then Warhol just Put a thumping, and we're up, they put four goals up in the second period. They're they're up Hanley five to three going into the third period, but then Rosal just ripped up six in a row, and Kayla Santa was part of four of those goals. There's two of them, two goals she scored in the in the third period. Her first goal was actually became the eventual game winner as they got them back to put them up six five, and then they scored later, and then she had two assists. So Rosal got the last one to make it nine six, kind of within the last minute of play, but but another huge game, and that was a big game for Rosal. As a, you know, obviously that locks up, we both think, that number one spot for them. Um, but obviously when you're beating your 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 biggest rival when it comes to high school hockey, um, definitely a, that's a good feeling for them to get into the section playoffs with a win over your rival Warriors. Yeah, you get your biggest emotional game out of the way, and then you can just focus on whoever you're going to play in the first round of playoffs. Uh, Warroad goes 0 for 6. Ooh, there's a two words we talk about every single week. There it is. Special teams. Special teams. He loves to jump in it. But, hey, on the other side of it, too, let's give some credit to Kendra uh, Nordic of Warroch. She did have 33 saves. Faced all of the shots. I know that her save percentage probably looks like garbage if you're going, wow, 786. That's terrible. But, same time, Rozo does have some powerful lines coming at her. So, 33 saves is pretty good for them, especially. Just had a breakdown in that, that, that third period. So, um, so good for the Rams, and you know, obviously doesn't hurt the Warriors because they're still going to be number one. And they'll their still section. be the number one seed in eight. Number one section there whatsoever. All right, all right. Let's let's shift gears a little bit. Uh, we've talked a little bit about scoring, scoring, scoring. We have not given goalies a lot of love. We're going to give them. We're going to spend love. a lot of time on these goalies right now. Yeah, a lot of. <laughs> we're going to give them some love. Is our key. Um, so the big piece is going to be that um, the top ten senior goalie candidates, were according really, to Let's Play Hockey. Yep. Give them the credit. They're the ones that came up with them. Good for them. Um, so we want, we're going to go through them quick. And, and so the basis is there's 10 semifinalists that have, were announced uh, earlier this week. And then on February 6th, which is uh, day after tomorrow, so it's going to be on Thursday, um, is when they will n- nibble it down to five. And then after that, they will be down to, the obviously, the uh, goalie of the year, which will be announced after the state championship Saturday. So uh, me and Peter are going to go through and say who we think is going to be the five are going to move on. Uh, but let me at least introduce the 10, and then we'll kind of go from there. Sound fair enough? Sound fair enough. All right, first of all, and these are not in any order of record or anything. It's just strictly going on uh, how they're printed on the paper, basically. So first of all, these are all seniors, remember. Uh, so Veronica Morse from St. Paul, Henry Sibley. Uh, Chloe Stockinger from Sauk Rapids Rice. Uh, Michaela Bonner from Faribault. Uh, Grace Glassrood uh, from Delano, and that she's also part of the co-op, the Delano Rockford. Uh, Amanda Pelkey from Andover. Uh, Rachel Kennedy from Hill Murray. Uh, Kenny Allen with Apple Valley. Um, Allie Gaynor, uh, Alligators we like to call her from Forest Lake. Uh, Anna Julius from Woodbury. And Anna La Rose, La Rose. from North Wright County. Peter, which five do you think are going to move on to the I think, I think you and I can agree on four of them, and I think we'll differ on the fifth one. So right now, I've got Grace Glazrud, Amanda Pelkey, Kenny Allen, Allie Gaynor, and Anna LaRose. Um, Kenny Allen gets bonus points for bringing Apple Valley back to prominence. I think that's a step in the right direction yes. for her. 
Uh, Allie Gaynor ranks among one of the state's all-time leaders in shutouts. She has 14 this year. If you want to go with the Lifetime Achievement Award award angle, I think Allie Gaynor has the edge over everybody. But remember, it is Senior Goalie of the Year, not of her career. Sure, but I still think I'm it. Putting that I, in the back I, I still mind. think I still think a body of work plays a role. It's goalie of the year, not goalie of your career. Anna LaRose has made a nice transition from the Wright County Conference into the Lake Conference. Looks like she hasn't missed a beat. Uh, Amanda Pelkey depends a little bit on the postseason. With Amanda, she's got sparkling numbers for sure. But if she can take Andover back to the state tournament, maybe win um, a quarterfinal and a semifinal game, I think that would go a long way in. Uh, in her resume, I Grace Glasrud has faced the most shots in the state, or cool. at least in the top five, and she still has excellent numbers, six shutouts, and a save percentage of 934. So ignore the record, ignore the goals against, and uh, appreciate the fact that she's faced over 900 shots this season. A couple of things I want to point out. There are four of those goalies do have a commitment or a college commitment. Uh, Michaela Bonner is committed to Gustavus. Uh, Grace Glassroot is committed to Post University. Uh, Anna LaRose is committed to Maine. And uh, Chloe Stockinger is committed to Augsburg. I guess two numbers. The only difference of the five that me and Peter uh, had a little bit of a disagreement with was uh, I was kind of going back and forth with this one, but I, I'm leaning toward, obviously, I'm, I'm going with Pelkey. I'm going with Allen. I'm going with LaRose. I'm going with Gainer. But I was leaning toward Michaela Bonner as number five. Uh, and I and a part of it is, too, and I know that the Faribault has been pushed and powered by Olivia Williamson. Uh, Hill Murray doesn't quite have the same victories, but I kind of just based on uh, uh, her win record, uh, Michaela does have 16 wins on the season. Uh, if you compare the two back to side to side, Michaela does have 1.6 goals allowed, 937 save percentage. Rachel Kennedy. Is 191, and she's got a 906. So numbers wise, and I, I, and I I'm sure that Hill Murray is. I, I didn't have a chance to kind of compare the schedules, but I'm sure that she did have a more tougher schedule. But I just think the way Michaela's gone, and she's had a great season, and I know the record makes a difference with her number of wins. She's got. I'm going to give it to uh, Miss Banner as the number five goalie that's going to move on to the next category or the next round of, which will apparently come out. Day after Thursday, tomorrow. yeah. Uh, two numbers I want to throw out there, and I know he was. We love numbers, we love crunching. We're cyber metrics for sure. Crunch. But the biggest thing I wanted to throw out there too is, we, I just talked about Rachel Kennedy, and she was like number six in my category. And it was a tough decision between her and and uh, and Michaela again. But Rachel Kennedy's record is ten eight and one, and her goals allowed was one ninety one. So. She was a little better than 500. I know record is not always the most important thing, but she was still only allowing less than two goals a game. That is impressive and enough. And the other part was Glace Grass, Glassroot for Delano. The record's not there, but she was only allowing two and a half goals a game. So she had a goals allowed of two, five, six. So kudos to her for She's being, done her part. She has done her part. So that's, you know, and also kudos to her for getting that D1 scholarship where there's scouts out there say, you know what, I know you're not a, maybe in the strongest team, but we see what you can do with other players and another program and, and such. So, so kudos to all ten of them uh, for making it this far. Not not every senior goaltender is chosen. They only they only narrow down to ten. Uh, me and Peter were kind of going back. Should we dare goal? What's five or a couple girls that maybe could have been uh, thrown into the mix? Make it a top. You know, like like when you have the selection uh, for basketball. Like these are the ones that got missed. You should have got these. Well, we didn't. We didn't want to go that route because these That's gals so subjective. It is. And these are writers, and this is let's play hockey. So they've got their own same. Just like you have your top ten girls, <laughs> and there's the let's play hockey top ten. There's the follow the puck top ten, and there's you know. I mean, a lot of them probably look the same, but in in reference to picking the girls who might not have made the list and throwing their names out there, it. It feels a little disingenuous because when people do that, they're essentially saying that some of the girls on the list don't deserve to be there, right. and that seems cruel, considering we're speaking about high school athletes who have worked to get where they are. So, and our conversation was more of a not like, oh, so and so didn't make it. You're like, oh, so and so had a really good season. So and so had a good season. Yeah. So that was our conversation, not to badger or to take down somebody that was recognized by Let's Play Hockey, but it was, hey, there's a few other gals that really had some good seasons, and so. Um, 
And that's why I try to, in my mid bumps, I always try to recognize a goalie that maybe you haven't heard about within the state of Minnesota. Yeah, you definitely have one that I hadn't heard about. No, and so that's why I had to put it out there. And again, I want to thank Twitter for that because that's some of the content that I go for. Thank you, Twitter. Yeah, not just the, I'm in my mom's basement and I need to go off and I have five followers. I can't decide if Twitter is the best thing we've ever done or the worst thing. I think it might be the worst thing. You know what's the best thing right now? Is I think it's time for a little trumpet sounder as we hit. Hang on. That's right. That music only Hell means yeah. one thing. That means we're going to jump into section chitter-chatter. We're not going to tell you who's going to win each section. You don't want to do your mitt bumps first? What? What do you want to do? I got them how this way. You tell me what you want me to do next. I have them five and six, but if you want to mix them, I certainly can. I want to do I want to do section picks last. You want to do section picks last? Yeah. No problem. Let's, yeah, because now people are going to have to stick around. That's okay. All right, so <laughs> let's get some feel-good stories out there. So for the first feel-good story I'm going to throw out there is, as I like to do, I, I like to look at Twitter, and I like to peek, and I always, I'm always looking for that great story as the season goes on. And we talk a lot about players and teams that have unbelievable seasons and unbelievable games. So that's what Mitt Bumps is about, is about recognizing some players who did something amazing, and we want to make sure that they get recognized. So that's the big piece that we're doing for today, this week's Mitt Bump. The first one I'm going to give to is a senior goalie for Prior Lake. Her name is Brianna Elbon. Hope I'm saying that right, E-L-B-O-N. Um, the reason I want to recognize her is because on uh, January 30th last week, which would have been Thursday, I think is right, since February what day? was, I think it was Thursday. Um, so they played Hopkins uh, St. Louis Park. Prior Lake won that game four to nothing. Yep, it was Thursday. Four to nothing. Yep. <laughs> so the great thing about that, even though Prior Lake has not had a very win-based season, they are in a very tough. They're in the cage match of the uh, South Suburban Conference, so they've been stepped on a lot, but. I want to make sure you get recognized to, to Bree, as she is called, um, because she had 34 saves in her first shutout of the season. So, mid bump to uh, Bree and her great game as she was able to shut down St. Louis Park and she uh, Hopkins St. Louis Park with 34 saves. So, mid bump to you, Bree. Another mid I want to throw out there too is also the uh, Wasika community. I know they've gone through a really tough time the last couple of weeks, uh, obviously with Officer Matson who was, was shot on duty, and there was a lot of controversy back and forth about the jersey and was it a game jersey, but uh, I want to give some kudos and a mid-bump out to the Wasika girls hockey team who wore those warms on last Thursday, the 30th. Um, Wasika, again, has not had a great season, but I think the key there, and I know some people – I'm not even going to go that route. I'm just going to simply say <laughs> I give a lot of credit to Wasika because, you know what, we talk about hockey, and there's some people think that hockey is it, but I think there's a bigger piece, and so I give a lot of kudos to the whole team, whether it's a coach, the girls, that wanted to wear those warm-up jerseys, so they're kind of the special Officer Matson jerseys where it says Wasika Police on there. Um, they wore those during warm-ups. And they also had all the funds, all the proceeds. They had a chuck a puck during their game, which all the proceeds went to the his foundation. Um, and actually, believe it, I I heard last on the news he actually just came out of critical care. I believe yesterday. Hope I'm using the right terms. So he is on the way of recovering. It's a long road, but um, but I want to give a mitt bump to the Wasika community, the Wasika High School, and also the girls program uh, for wearing those jerseys. And they also have the two 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 shield or bad shield on their jerseys. So that's, uh, so again, hockey is great, but there's other things bigger than hockey. So kudos to you gals for doing that. And the other mid bump I want to throw out there too is uh, one of these cool things that we saw on the uh, Twitter sphere. Again, this is why we are on on Twitter. We see some really cool things. So there is a, um, what is called the right cup. I'm sorry, the right County cup, which has been going on since 2005 and that is a contest. It's basically this beautiful uh, brass cup that has a slap sticker of the Riverhawks. Uh, it looks like an old logo because obviously this rivalry has been going on since 2005. And then also a little buffalo of uh, the Bisons. So Buffalo City, Buffalo Bisons. And so they've had this rivalry going on since 2005. So they, and it's great with this little plaque. Uh, they've got plaques. They've got, you know, they on there. They got the, you know, Northright County one. You know, defeats Buffalo this year. Yeah, the and this date day. of every game. They got everything. So the only thing they don't have on there yet is the 19s, obviously in the yeah. 20s. But as I counted them up and I was looking through the numbers, so as of 
the 1st of February, which was on Saturday, North Wright County beat Buffalo 6 to nothing. So uh, for the Cup, North Wright County leads the rivalry of the Cup 11-10. to Ooh. So it's right there. It's right there for Buffalo to but, make a run at but it. But the picture is, as we peeked at them too, for a while there, Buffalo was kind of winning for a while. They had won it. Uh, I believe it was uh, five to six year, uh, five or six contests year because they played twice here, so that's kind of impressive. But I think the big piece too is when uh, Northwest County right now can own the ownership as with that six zero win on Senior Night. So not only did the Riverhawks say we are Senior Night, they win on Senior Night. That was the eighth straight win for the Riverhawk team. So I thought that was pretty cool because usually in high school sports we don't really have that that cup or that. Uh, trophy game, but um, the folks. It's a nice are, way to inject some life into the oh, regular season. It totally does because you get the rivals. Like, and who knows? Rozo and Warold might have something play for a Golden Stick or a Christian Brother Stick or something, or maybe they play for an Anderson Window. <laughs> <laughs> who won the game? Marvin Windows. Marvin Windows. Why did I, I said Anderson? Sorry, I don't know. I saw an Anderson commercial earlier today, and I was thinking of Anderson on my way in. I think of that because I live by the Anderson. I live by. I would never remember Anderson. Anderson ah. Window Mansion, which is a big house. But anyway, all right. Enough about my big house. I think it's time. <laughs> do we replay the sounder, or do we already have the sounder? The is sounder for what? The sounder for section chat. Wait, what? Section shitter chat. There, there we go. It goes. Folks. There it is. We've right. now gotten to play the trumpet four times. I love the, tr- the the trumpet of glory is what I'm calling it. Trumpet the, of glory. Trumpet of glory. All right, well, speaking of glory, let's jump right into the glorious, which one? You want to go double or single? Let's do uh, single A first, then we'll do double A. Let's uh, burn through these. Okay, so we're going to go through each section. We're going to tell you who we feel is going to be the section final game. Yep. Now who's going to win it? Final matchup. But who we think is going to be in that section final game. Then you got to tune in next week to find out who we think is going to win. True, true. And just to let you know, backwise, I won all six of the picks last week. Peter only won four of them. So, well, you know what? I'm not perfect, but I like to let you know that I was actually you know I was pretty good. What? I haven't broke down the Super Bowl uh, side bench yet, so that's gonna be a fun <laughs> one on the side. All right, should we just go back and forth? We'll go. You go first, and then I'll add, and then I'll go next, and then you'll add, and we'll kind of go back and forth. Yep. Fair Class enough. Class one A, section one. Ah, uh, surprise. Rochester Lourdes and <laughs> Faribault as Todd. Coughs violently into his elbow. We're kind of passing back and forth the same bug right now. It doesn't even feel like a bug. Like, I feel fine. I just happen to have a cough. Welcome back. No bug. That was just a uh, a, a bug in my throat. There was a grasshopper that just crawled into because my you throat. Because were, you were trying to say Rochester Lourdes and Faribault? Uh, Rolo. That's who I've got. Rolo Faribault. Rolo Faribault. Okay, Section 2, Class 1A. Uh, I have uh, Mount Westonka, Watertown, Mayor, Southwest Christian. Boy, that's a mouthful. <laughs> we'll just call him MW for short. Okay. Against Hutch. I've got Delano against Ooh. Hutch. Ooh. Whoa. Spicy. Whoa. Caliente. Tell Tapatio. Me, tell me why. Why? Because well, I, I like ask, the Tigers. I ask you why. So the Tigers hung tough with Mount Westonka throughout the regular season, and I got to see Mount Westonka play over the weekend. And if they do not find scoring from their top unit – I'm a little worried. So I'm going to take Delano. They still did okay after the Nickham systems left. So Well, they did they did just fine. I'm just saying. You're if just, that first line doesn't produce. Gotcha. Gives oh. me a little anxiety. Nope, that's Section okay. three. I love your anxiety. <laughs> that sounds weird. That was awful. <laughs> that's terrible. I'm going to tell my therapist he said You that. should. All right. Section three A. Uh, Laverne and Marsh, Marshall. I'm going to go Marshall, even though I'm kind of leaning maybe toward Mankato West, kind of with a mini up uh, over the Tigers. Neither one really – it's kind of like vanilla ice cream. It's kind of like vanilla ice cream. Well, I'm going to go vanilla bean, and I'm going to take the exact same. Laverne and Marshall. Section four. Oh, sniper. Packers and Spartans. Nice. I've got South St. Paul and St. Paul United. I just really like Simla. Simla's just one of those teams that just, after Jefferson played them, but just slowly watch them every single week. They just slowly win games, win games, win games. So they just have a nice little, a nice something about them. I, I can't put my finger on it. I should break it down, go whether it's goal scoring or goaltending or what have you. But I think it's goaltending. They just have a nice little team that I think could surprise some people. I mean, mind getting a two seed is not 
it's right, it's accurate, because they're not going to be better than SSP, but you never know. I like St. Paul United. I think they're more experienced with uh, big postseason games. I think this is just a year for Simley because they've been screaming to have some limelight, and it'd be nice to have them see how far they can go. So that's what I say. Section five. Wow, tough one. Gosh darn. Tough one. Wow. Question, who do you like playing against? It's Breck versus Field? Uh, it's Breck versus Chisago Lakes. That's what I have as my final. I'm taking Orno. Oh, I'm okay. taking Orno. Orno's right. going to take down. Chisago Lakes has not impressed me the last couple of weeks. They've had games where I think they've had a, a decent schedule, but they just have not got the Ws. I thought they'd be kind of cruising, so I think they're coming in a little a little beat up into the sections, and that's going to hurt That's okay them. to be wrong. Right? That's fine. No, that's fine. You'll see next week. Section six. Wilmer. I'm going to go with the number two C, which is Fergus Falls. Yep, I've got Wilmer, Fergus Falls as well. Section seven. Seven. I get the big two. That's all it's going to be. It's going to yep. be the Jills and the Railhawks. I kind of cheated at that one, too. I've got Cloquet and Proctor Hermantown. Pretty simple. And then uh, eight single A is going to be, what, Warriors against everybody else? Warriors against whoever comes out of the bottom bracket. I've got Warroad and East Grand Forks. Yep. And the reason I took East Grand Forks is kind of looked at the schedules. Between Thief River Falls, they're coming really beat up. They've lost their last six games of the season, Thief River Falls. East Grand Forks has won five of their last six. And they also have swept the Thief River Falls season series. They've beaten both games. So the edge goes to Green Wave. Edge. Word. Okay. All right. Let's move on. Wow, that was a lot faster. I thought we'd go slower, but that was pretty good pace. Oh, we can go slower for double A, I we, promise. That's just true. This is going to be a, that's still a good breakdown. Nobody breaks down single A like we do. <laughs> or at least tries. Right. Exactly some, true. Some of those are just throwing a dart at the board. They are. We've, we, I do research. I don't just going to say things just to say things. I want to <laughs> have some statistics and some knowledge behind it. As much as I love to say, like, I've seen a game in every single one of the sections, I have not. I but, have not. But we've, I've been watching enough here, so I don't live in my mom's basement. All right, let's go one section, double A. Who do you like? South and Farmington. I'm going chalk. I'm going Dodge County. I'm saying Farmington's going to get beat. Okay. I think so. I, I hemmed and hawed over that one. I, I went know back you did. and forth on that was my bit, That was my determining factor. If you would have told me that earlier, the little nugget about the, the key injury that uh, Farmington has, yeah. I would have gone with the Tigers, but... I just think that injury is going to be a big one, and they're, they're not going to be able to bounce over it. I think they have enough talent to get to the finals either way. Again, you have to play the games. got to. That's why they play the games. Wow, I should write that down. That's why they play the games. All right, Section 2, AA. Any questions about this one, the big Min- two? Minnetonka, Eden Prairie. Holy Family could absolutely make some noise in this section, but after what I saw out of Eden Prairie last week, I like the Eagles to take on the Skippers in the final. I think you're right. I, you know what I thought about when you're going through your section, when I was looking at the your top ten, and I know that Ian Perry's kind of bounced around a little bit and Minnetonka's bounced around. The, really, those top five really have been in that top five pretty much all season along with Dinah and over EP, Blake, and Minnetonka. I mean, I know we talk about the three Amigos or Migas, Musketeers, whatever, <laughs> switching places all season long. But Tonk and EP have kind of in that mix where one of those have kind of bounced up to be that top three. And I know it's just a ranking and just a number, but now it's go time. And it's going to be, as I say, what, the, the tire meets the road or the rubber hits Rubber the, meets the road. Rubber meets the road. Or the skipper hits the wave or the eagle hits the, the towel hits, hits the bridge. The nest. <laughs> well, you can if you want to do that. But anyway, so yeah. So anyway. Uh, Tonkin Prairie is what's, who's going to be in that one for sure. Um, section 3 AA, I've got Apple Valley verse. I want to take Burnsville, but I just couldn't. They just have not been consistent enough at the end of the season. So who do you got? Eastview. Okay, I got Egan and Eastview. Ooh, Ooh. the Moran sisters get beat. Continue. Tell me more. Uh, it's not a knock on Apple Valley so much as it is looking at the Egan roster. I see a lot of names that have played in big section games before they went to the section finals last year. I think that the experience counts for a lot more than we give it credit for going into the playoffs. And I think that this Egan team is talented. Emily Cronkite, Jenna Ruiz, Julia Barger. Um, uh, they, it looks like they've been, they've settled on goalie Ruby Seeger. If they get good enough goaltending, I think they have the offense to pull off an upset in the top of the bracket and go to the finals. Kudos to Apple Valley on a great season because this is the first conference championship for them, I think, since 1997. Top seed in the section. I saw that on Twitter. 
but no, Apple Valley. This is this, this is a one year. And mind you, they have a really young team. So with the Morantz, incredibly young. So team. they are going to be destined to do some big things. But maybe this is the start of it, or this is just going to be um, what do they would call it? Not learning curve, but growing pains. Growing pains. Growing pains. So I'll still take them. I'll take them to play against Eastview in the championship. So we'll see which one of us is correct. For double A, who do you like? A lot of him and Han over there. Yeah, I'm looking at the Eastridge schedule right now. Because now I don't trust you're, myself. You're tempted. You're tempted. I, I'm incredibly Fiona, tempted to take Eastridge. You're, yeah, but I'm not going to. I'm going to take Hill Murray and Stillwater, which sounds like a bit of a cop out. But you know what? I'm going to do it anyway. Hill Murray and Stillwater. Nope, I'm the same. I won't talk about who's going to win that game, but I. I think right now Stillwater Eastridge. Stillwater's on a, thinking about Eastridge. So they're the four seed. You want to put an asterisk by that one? Here, I'll yeah. Let, I'm going to put P.O. and I'll put East Ridge with a asterisk. But even though you said Hill Murray. Okay. Okay. So that means you kind of took Hill so Murray, like, but you want East Ridge to win. Yeah, and East Ridge, I believe, was the three seed last year when they were in Section 3. Were they the three seed? I can't remember. But Eastridge is the four seed. They could upend Hill Murray. They could. That's probably one of the stronger four seeds, if you would. Absolutely. Uh, moving over to five double A. I think there should be no trouble. It's going to be a big battle between the Crimson and the Bengals. Yes. I mean, we're picking two out of five teams in the section. So you have a six. A, don't forget. But sorry, Anoka, two out of six. Anoka Spring Lake Park and Mashuga. Maybe she could do a little shocker. Maybe she has a first round. Upset over Champlain Coon Rapids. Questions: Can she and the club get past Blaine? Will be the question. I don't think so. Haley Hansen's too good in goal. True. And Maple Grove is an excellent team. Another four seed to keep an eye on. We just talked about Eastridge, but Rogers, Rogers has played tight with a lot of really, really good teams. So Rogers, another four seed to keep an eye on. They did, and Rogers just recently was it last night that they, they just lost by one to somebody really good. Yeah, who? Oh, yeah. They, well, they lost to Northright County last night, 5 2. Um, but I thought there was another close one they had. They uh, were within one with Blake. Buffalo. They lost 2 to 1 to Buffalo last Thursday. No, they beat Blake, and they were within one on Andover. I got it right here. That was the other one. 128, Maple Grove 5, Rogers 4. Oh. Stats, fingertips. Stats. Stats, incredible. All right, section 6, double A. Oh, boy. Do you do this to me? I, I have to. I got a Dinah and Blake. Yep. You don't mess with tradition. But, but I could see Wyzetta with a mini up. Oh, yeah. They're rolling hot right now. They I found think, their goaltender, I, Micah Bergeron. I think they are. We've You've talked about them. You've said it like four or five times. I know. I, you kept saying Bergeron. I'm like, dude, why do you keep talking about her? She's in Northright County. You're like, no, that's Bergeron. No, I'm talking about. The gal for Wyzetta. I know you who's are. Who's picking up the big wins all over the place in the last two weeks of the season. So we're going to put a star by that one because that means, yo, <laughs> it's possible. At what point do we start calling the Section 6 Class 2A finals between Adina and Blake a tradition unlike any other? Oh, for sure, the Masters. <laughs> the parade cabin. <laughs> I don't think there's a cabin over there. Oh, my gosh. It's too bad they can't put that in. They should, they should go old school. They should put the sucker in the target center. Just no, bigger gosh, capacity. no. Just kidding. To get a bigger, you want to? I want a bigger crowd for that one. And I, I love on top because I think it'd be cool if they played it at Ritter. But you know, that's just me. That's outside that realm. Eh, they could fill Ritter for that. Oh, easily. That's what I'm saying. I want a bigger venue instead of parade. I want Ritter. How about we let's put HDM back up. Let's put. <laughs> you can play outside in the in the slush and in the humidity. Oh my gosh, yes. Be wearing yeah tank tops instead of hockey jerseys. All right, uh, uh, section seven, seven double A. Who you got? Uh, I hate doing this. Obviously, Andover. No surprise, but who is playing Andover? I've got Northright County right now. That's what I got. That five nothing loss for Forest Lake against Stillwater makes me very, very nervous. Maybe it's just the style of play. Stillwater's got their number or something, but losing seven to two. To Stillwater, I thought it was a fluke. They were dealing with some injuries, and then they have everybody healthy, I believe, and lose five to nothing. 
So a little nervous about about Forest Lake in Section 7, so I'll take Andover and Northright County. I think the biggest thing that's going to help Northright County, and this is where we've talked about other teams, is where playing now in the late conference, even though that's conference play, it's going to make them even stronger and prepared for section play, where I hate to say it, but it's almost like the conference play is not as strong as a section play. No, that's I, fair. I said that backwards. No, their their conference play has almost been conference play stronger than stronger section than play. section. Oh, absolutely, especially in the in any team's case where they're playing in the late conference. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can't, okay. One more note for section seven: they're playing the final at Cloquet. So riddle me this: if Andover ends up playing Forest Lake, do they still play the final in Cloquet? The question is, can they move that? Because now you're talking, they would have to touch base with, they'd have to maybe upset a, a rink schedule that might be already locked in. You know, I'm just saying. So last year they played at Fogarty, and it was a great atmosphere. Yes, Fogarty was, was a good great. It was also a 30-minute drive as opposed to a two-hour drive. True. But that's a goofiness where two cities teams and Forest Lake is considered a it's it's like St. Thomas, not St. Thomas, but ST St. Michael. St. Michael, where there it's like go. it's not a metro team, but they play metro teams, but they're still close enough to metro where it's not too much other way. But they do love the quietness out there in the non metro land. So it's not a drive you can complain about out loud, but it's a drive you complain about to yourself. Yes, you complain to other metro people. You don't complain to Moorhead or War Road. Nope. Cause then they'll they will just say, let oh, you know that they go two hours. For two hours, day. they average two hours. Two hours is a short drive. <laughs> if the kids finish the movie before they get to the rink, there's something wrong. True. All right, and eight double A unknown at this juncture, but we are pretty sure. I'll go pretty on, darn sure. Pretty sure there's going to be the Rams and the Warriors are going to be in the finals because that yes. should be the one and two seed. Yes, right there. Those are mine as well. So right. if you want to go back and listen to these all again, it's about five. I think we spent five minutes. Strong five minutes. Five, eight minutes. Yeah, I Somewhere think so. Somewhere around there. I think so. Almost as much time as we spent talking about the goalies of the year, I think. <laughs> and then next week, like I said, we will pick our section champions. So much juiciness for... I know. All right, let's... Uh, let's polish this baby off. We're cruising in at our longest episode of all time. Of the season. For of sure. the season. Um, I can feel it in my vocal cords. As much as the season, the section <laughs> chat, and the goalies, the mitt bumps, we still like to say this is our favorite part of the show. We get to know Peter a little bit more. We ask him three questions, a random question. He's been told about the subject, but he has no idea what's coming at him. <laughs> so we're just going to shoot for the moon and see what happens. Question number one for Peter. Peter, what is your favorite type of pasta? Bucatini. Oh, please tell us what bucatini looks like. Bucatini is like a thicker version of spaghetti, and I like it because of the thickness. It hangs on to sauce really well, and it's also a more substantial meal, and you don't have to use the whole box. Oh, wonderful. So like a, a bucatini with mushroom stroganoff. Mm. I made that Ooh, a couple of weeks that ago. Sounds it was wonderful. delicious. That sounds great. A lot delicious. better than the hot dog I'm eating tonight at the rink. Hey, there's nothing wrong. With the Bloomington Ice Garden hot dog. That's a good point. One with ketchup, one, one with, with mustard. mustard. If there's relish, you put relish on it. If there are onions, they go on both. Point. You know the rules. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know the rule. One bite. Everybody knows the rule. Uh, question number two. What is your go-to tennis shoe brand? Does Vans count? Are they a tennis shoe? Do you play tennis? You can play tennis in them. You can play tennis if you want to. You want to bust your ankle. You I, wear, I wear Vans sneakers but I will say that the most comfortable shoe that I've ever worn is um, an Adidas Ultra Boost 3.0. I swapped kicks with one of our box workers for 10 minutes at a tournament once. Oh, I think I remember that. And by the end of it, I wanted to buy them from him. Yes, they were you did. incredibly comfortable. The only time ever in YHH history where we talked about shoes instead of the games. <laughs> but it happens. Uh, question number three. Which are you more of a big fan of when it comes to a musical song? A piano solo or a guitar solo? Ooh, depends on the environment. I mean, if I'm in a, a mellow mood, I like a piano. I, I'm i going to go with piano. Bruce Hornsby has always been a favorite musician of mine. Um, the album, I actually I don't remember what the album's called, but it's a picture of him and he's lighting a cigarette, which has been placed in his ear. And I don't know. There's a song on there called King of the Hill, and I love the piano solo in King of the Hill. So I'll go with piano over guitar. 
Gotcha. I love it. I do love a good acoustic guitar, especially like today. I was listening to a little Jim Croce, which you can't go wrong with Jim Croce. I don't guitar. know who that is. Oh. Please don't punch me. I won't. Operator, <laughs> can you help me place this call? We'll play some when we get done. Hey, folks, thanks for hanging with us. I know it's been a little Oof. bit of a longer session, but let me tell you, when it's this time of season, we have a lot to talk about, so we appreciate your time. Don't forget, if you got the snacks tonight, you're looking, what do I do with my kids? i got to get a quick meal. Stop at your local convenience store or grocery store and pick up that Lots of Matzo Brew Pub pizza. And, and, and I almost forgot. I got to the end of the show and almost forgot. Tomorrow night. Tomorrow night. Wednesday night. Tomorrow night. Probably around 9 p.m. YHH will be unveiling its list of five girls high school player of the year candidates. Ooh. Complete with interviews. Wow. So tomorrow night. Get out of town. All of the videos should be done. There will be a little article. So, excuse me, check the website. Tomorrow that's, night. That's tomorrow night? Tomorrow night. What do I got going on tomorrow night? I've been told that Greg will be done with the videos by Ooh. 8.30. Tonight or tomorrow night? Tomorrow night. Oh, wow. Because we still have one more interview to polish off tomorrow. Oh, I got to stay tuned. I wonder who they could be. I have no idea, and I work here. Weird. Yeah. Oh, my God. I have to stay tuned. I got to get I'm, out I'm so anxious right now. I know. I, w- I would bite my nails, but then everybody would be able to hear me biting my nails. All right. Well, instead of biting your nails, make sure and get that brew pub pizza, lots of matzo, half a pound of cheese. So on that note, hey, let's get out of here. I'd like to thank Peter for his knowledge and his insight. Tireless research. His Tireless. dabbing and his non. We only had like two cough attacks today. That was pretty good. I know. That was pretty not bad. It was bad. better than last week. Super good. And his analysis and, of course, his love for the game of hockey. We appreciate that. And his passion. This is Todd Hulk. Thank you for listening again to her ice because it's not his It's ice. not his ice. It's girls' playoff time. Boys' hockey is the last thing on my mind right now. Yes. So please take care of yourself and each other, and we'll talk to you next time. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool